You're listening to Successfully Effing Up by CMB. I'm Cherie from Pepper and Me. And I'm Bets from Magnolia Kitchen. You can listen to us chat about real life business. Uh, the joys of raising toddlers and teenagers. And just generally making shit up as we go along. With a fair amount of fuck-ups and eventual successes for both of us, we hope you enjoy listening to our behind-the-scenes chats on this podcast. Get into it. Right. Welcome back to Successfully Effing Up, the weekly dose of inspiration from two people who can barely function. I feel like, actually, though, this podcast is more about fuck-ups. Or no, actually, not necessarily the podcast, but just you and I in general. I just feel like I'm seriously more fuck-ups than wins at the moment. <laughs> anyway, anyway, carrying on. What episode are we on? Episode eight. I feel feeling very proud of us to be smashing out podcast deadlines, even though we're like hectic 24-7. Yeah, weekly. The, the days may change. Fast day. I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, it's that time again. Yeah, I know. I know, but I do you know what? I like having um, this like grounding kind of – time where I kind of like the structure I like the structure yeah I do too, actually it's almost like a weekly debrief counseling session yeah it's check in. Yeah. check in yeah yeah so today's episode is going to be an interesting and possibly slightly <laughs> one-sided discussion as I'm guessing we're going to have the same views on this topic so what is it Sheree the topic is on whether being qualified whether we are or not, firstly, and whether we hire people who are or are not qualified, do we think businesses differ when the owners have qualifications from those to those who don't? Basically, just an all-round disqualification about whether or not <laughs> about qualifications. Shall we just say the topic's qualifications? Yeah, it's a lot easier. Yeah, and how they benefit a business or not, or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The pros and cons of qualifications versus fuck see shit we're not doing so great (laughs) you're still drunk (laughs) actual (laughs) so it was like seven bottles of wine between us so that's three and a half days to recover we're about three and a half now eh? yeah 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 so I I agree this is definitely going to be one-sided yeah, that, so what I've done is I've done some research for this podcast. Due diligence. I've done my due diligence from that website. What's that website called where they do all, all the business stuff? So like Forbes.com? Yeah, there's just like articles. There must be a Forbes sort of Yeah, because they do lists. Article. Yes, yes. Yeah. So there's lists about the most valuable things you'll learn in business school. And then there's lists, interesting facts about business. And then I found some interesting facts about New Zealand businesses. And then there are some things that the experts tell you you should consider before starting up a business. So basically, we're just going to be interesting. They're (laughs) going to be the experts, and we're going to be the non qualified people, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm assuming you don't have any qualifications. Oh, what gives you that idea, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) whoa just claiming that I don't have any qualifications now but you're right yeah I don't (laughs) (laughs) well because it wouldn't be a one-sided discussion then would it no I know all right all right all right right. okay no okay we're getting off track wins and fails you go okay oh okay this week win we launched our butter on Sunday night relaunched relaunched we did our winter release of the butter and we launched our new product which is a Jamaican jerk the jerk it spice and we also had a gluten-free crumb. So it was the biggest release ever. And we smashed it. 
sold out of everything except the crumb. Sold out, I think we sold 1,500 butters in three minutes. That is fucked. I know. Honestly, like if this was like, I don't know, if we were comparing dick sizes, mine would be the size of my thumb and yours would be the size of New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) I'm rolling it down my leg and it's like out the bottom of my ankles. I feel so inadequate, but that is so epic. And we were actually just chatting before we uh, started recording and I was saying it's so nice to have this like healthy competition almost like between you and I I always see what you're doing and I'm like I'm gonna do that so it's constantly driving me forward on what I could do differently or better in my business to try and compete with you (laughs) (laughs) who the fuck are you competing with Jesus (laughs) myself I don't know yeah yeah so that was awesome so that's your win. That's my win. And then, well, congratulations. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I really didn't do much. The hype around the butter, I feel like it's driven from the lack of availability. I yeah. feel like we have the same at East with uh, hot cross buns. Hot cross they buns, are yeah. so fucking popular, and people are like, you should sell them year round. And I was like, mm, I think that they would lose their shine if or lose like the desperation to get them if they were year round. So Exactly. Same with the butter because everyone's like, why don't you get it produced? I'm like, because you guys won't go nuts for it if you can have it <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah so, saturate the market. Yeah. And then I also had this thought occur to me and it was like, am I self-sabotaging? Why do we self-sabotage? Is this a thing? Do we need to like discuss self-sabotaging in business? Like do we make decisions that are – for the wrong reasons. It's a whole other topic. We'll talk about that next yeah. time. Yeah, actually, okay. write that down. Write okay. that down because I definitely have a very self sabotage streak. Yes. Yes, yeah. I thought you might do that. Anyway, yeah. okay, what were we on to? Fail. 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 <laughs> well, I loaded the butter quantities on the website slightly wrong, so we've way oversold, and I don't have enough butter to fulfill the orders. <laughs> so classic classic sherry yeah it was actually quite tricky because we had all the hot we were trying to include our stockists so we had sent out maybe five six seven hundred out to stockists and it was yeah. really hard to obviously minus that off the stock count it's not like it's some super difficult thing to do but it was obviously difficult for me to get that number right yeah in the website the shopify website like physically oversold about 50 of each product as well wow so that was shopify's Jeez. fault that's because everyone's checking out at the same time and it's impossible. Yeah. 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 They can't keep up with it. So I've got a maximal butter, which I was going to do anyway. So it's not that much of a drama, but I just need to do it tomorrow. And Faster. I yeah. I don't really feel like doing it tomorrow, but yeah. Gonna do must. it tomorrow. Woohoo. That's my oh, fail. Oh. Yeah. What about you? Okay. Well, that sounds like a pretty successful fail, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so my win. So I'm going to start with that, and it's fresh in my mind. I single-parented two children who are pretty much devil one and devil two all the way to Tauranga and back. Yes, you did. You did so well. I know. I literally, if I think about the entire weekend as an entirety, I only lost my shit once, and that was like 20 minutes out of Tauranga when we were driving there. And that's because James spilt his McDonald's chips when I told him specifically not to hold the fucking Happy Meal box on his lap. God (laughs) damn it. (laughs) They were good. The boys were so good all weekend. 
I was so freaking proud of myself. I was really nervous about doing it, but I kind of wanted to do it to prove to everyone that I could do it. And I did. And shout out to Shannon because he fed my kids breakfast when I was extremely fucking hungover. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was great. That was great. So thanks, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for sorting out my kids too, Shannon. Cause... Yeah, pretty much just like keeping us both afloat for the entire weekend while we like munged out. <laughs> <laughs> I think we I think we pulled it all together though, didn't we? Yeah. I don't know what we're talking about. It was Kit's first birthday party on a weekend. And it was amazing. We accidentally had a few too many drinks the night before. Yeah, yeah. It was not planned. There was definitely some inappropriate Instagram storying, drunken escapades. I think it was just one of those days. I was so stressed all day. Yeah, you were real anxious all day. I was really anxious. And then I sat down and I had one glass of wine. And I reckon I was drunk after like a glass and a half. I was just. She was drunk by the time I got there. And I was like, oh, I need to to catch up. Yeah. She was like pouring these like buckets of freaking wine. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All downhill from there. Yeah. Like so far downhill. So far downhill. But anyway, that was my win. I think it was also a win as well because my husband got to have a weekend to himself, which he has not probably had since we even had James which is when the business really started kicking off. And so he's always just been parenting, basically, nonstop while That's I've been awesome. working. So and you know what the felt- biggest win, though, about everything is? You've earned a free Points. pass weekend. <laughs> you know what? It's not even like one weekend free pass. I said to him, I was like, you know that I'm going to be talking about that time that I drove to Taronga with the kids, like, in 10 years. Like, it's just going to be the thing that I talk about for the rest. Remember, babe, remember that time that I drove to Taronga with both the boys when they were five and four? Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, let's be honest. That's why I really did it, for brownie points. Yeah, (laughs) put those points up. Now, my fail. This is not actually my failure, but I want to talk about it because I feel a deep-seated rage about it. Um. I fucked my phone. So, okay. So, yeah, it did start out with my failure. So, I um, I broke the screen on my phone and I'd been using it for months and months and months with a broken screen. And I finally decided to get it fixed and I went to a reputable repair, screen repair place. I'm not going to name them, but maybe at some point I will. It depends on how this goes. And they charged me $780 to repair my screen. And within a week, the screen was lifting off my phone, actually lifting, which infuriated me because of the money that I'd spent to repair it and the cost of the phone in the first place. So the help desk was just a desk, actually. There was no help about it, like (laughs) nothing. It was just a desk. And I thought I was well within my rights for them to treat my case as urgent since I was concerned the fact that the screen was lifting off that it was going to further damage my phone. And sure enough, they couldn't or refused to help me until this week. So this all happened last week. And this week, my phone, yesterday my phone, the screen started turning green and it has started flashing and it even decided to call the police by itself. So, I mean, it's a great time. It's a great time to be alive. So quick, dramatic. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Why don't you have phone insurance? Why don't you just claim insurance on it? <laughs> because I didn't want to F around with the 
filling out claims forms and sending them off. No, and you don't have to. You just go into, like, I'm in Spark. I just go into the Spark store. I'm like, my phone's fucked again. And then they just sort it all out. There's no forms. It's all under your, and it comes on your phone bill and everything. I, get a, I don't even know if I've got that because I think I'm one of those people when they offer that to them, I'm like, nah, I've got contents insurance. Oh, that's a fail all in itself. Dude, I get a new phone like once every six months. And you just you should say that. <laughs> no, well, it's all on my record. Like, they know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I literally like kit slobbers all over it. And it's yeah, that's true. Cool. He does. And if you get a cracked screen, like last time I got a cracked screen, I took it in there, like, oh, we'll send it off for a replacement. So I left the shop and I ran it over like three times. And then put you it can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> no. Why like you can't do CBD oil, Sheree? You're a fucker. <laughs> I went back into the shop and then you just get a new phone and they're just charging your excess. It's all good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah. So basically, the failure is the company that I've used. That's where I'm pinpointing the fail of the week is because their incompetence and their inability. The story's not even finished. So they finally booked me in and the fucking technician, he was 20 minutes late. And I had already fucking expressed how busy I was and that I run like 80% of my business from my phone. And I explained it all to them. And he was 20 minutes late. And I was like, is so not okay to inconvenience somebody by not repairing their phone correctly and then by being 20 minutes late and then for him indicating that it might be the phone that's broken and not even anything to do with the screen uh nah bro (laughs) nah (laughs) so anyway um yeah okay so I'll call it and I'll say that probably the failure is my inability to insurance properly yeah highly recommend the old the old Fine yeah. shop insurance. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. So let's get into this podcast. It is likely going to be a big one. Sheree and I were talking about making this a two-part series. We'll just see how we go, depending on how fucking boring it gets talking about business. But there is so many people that ask these questions about our businesses. So I know that it's going to be relevant for some people. Yeah. So yeah. should we get into it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Do you know how long it takes me to edit out every one of your R's? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just saying. Is it like that? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So I, don't, I was thinking, oh, I'm so proud of myself not doing many ums, but it's, it's my R's. Yeah, okay. it's your R's. And it's got to the point where I actually know what the sound bite of an <laughs> R looks like. We're so connected now. <laughs> you know my R's. Okay. <laughs> oh, not your R's, your R's. No, my R's. Okay, cool. Qualifications. My first question is, do you have any qualifications? But we've already kind of discussed that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. So the answer to that is I have actually, the one qualification I do have is I got London City and Guilds for serving back when I was in the Navy. So that was one of the things that I got when I joined the Navy. So it was basically just how to do silver service. Oh, fully. yeah, okay. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, cool. It's not, it's not really that really. And mixed drinks and stuff like that and serve people. Oh, and how to change an ashtray at the table and how to change a tablecloth at the table as well yeah so relevant yeah. I know I know right look at me go yes. Fuck. so I where have... are those where are those qualifications taking you <laughs> I have a what do you have diploma and professional mm. cookery yeah level something okay it's not a great one I actually only did one year so I did one year of study of just cooking 
and it was all like yeah. French techniques and things. So I did use that for the first 10 years of my cooking career. But that's good. As business relevance, it's almost nothing. So yeah. I certainly have no business qualifications, no accounting qualifications or experience, no staff management, nothing like that. So I do have experience in finance and payroll. So when I left the Navy, I was working as a payroll officer and doing a lot of month end and financial stuff. So I do have that. Whether I was good at it or not is another story. I don't, yes, it has helped me in business. Having, having, and in a way that has made me comfortable with numbers. Yeah. And you made some really smart decisions back when you set up your business that would have saved you a lot of time and money. Yeah. I don't know if that had anything to do with my experience that was just my determination to make a life goal (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it's made me comfortable with when I first hired staff and knowing the legislation even though it was outdated around holidays and sick leave and entitlements and stuff like that that that's really helped me so yeah Yeah. I do have that okay that's actually pretty cool something I struggle with a lot so when we're looking for staff Do you look for staff with certain qualifications? Yes, I do. But in saying that, if the right person came along, I wouldn't judge them based on their qualifications. Yeah. So when I advertise, I'm like, you know, must have this many years experience. I don't advertise for qualifications, but by the time, you know, their CV crosses my desk, I like to see that they have done some sort of pastry chef training or have had an experience or training in cooking um so both of my main staff or actually three of my staff that are involved with food and um, one of them's had I think she's probably had similar cooking skills as uh, cooking training to you Sheree but she didn't go into the patisserie side until yeah. she got a job in it um and then my other two have done patisserie so okay yeah cool I don't even think I've ever really looked at it I think most people, when the jobs are applying to are usually completely irrelevant to what their qualification is anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think that common sense is the best qualification you could ever have. And, and personality as well. Yeah, but not many people have common sense. Or Yeah. Not, I'm not going to say that, but a lot of people don't have common sense. Yeah. I'm just saying the same thing in a different way. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to find stuff who take initiative. Yes, initiative is a big thing. Initiative, I always remember when I used to go for jobs because I was unqualified, not unexperienced, but unqualified. I used to always remind myself that you can teach somebody how to do a job, but you can't teach them how to be funny or interact with a team or, you know, or get the job done and, like you said, show initiative, everything like that. All those things can't be taught you can't hire somebody and be like oh, I'm just going to train you up in showing initiative yeah, you so either have that or you don't or yeah. and personality like one major thing when I hire my staff is their ability to fit in with my team yeah it's crucial it's isn't it it's huge. not going to yeah, work if they don't fit in so yeah 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 exactly so okay yeah answers no for my staff anyway Not that it's particularly relevant. A lot of my stuff are just there to bag up products, stickers, and it is about personality. It's about work ethic, and it's about initiative. And they're all pretty awesome. So So I think, yeah, so the answer for me is like 
Yes and no. I've I, through hiring and through now um, being through like going through a few staff and everything over time. I think one thing that is very important when I hire staff is their experience in working in a commercial kitchen prior. Okay. That you know that set up and pack down is so imperative to my business, like making sure that everything, you know, you start at a certain time, start packing down, and then you're like, you know, making sure all the sinks are cleaned and that the dishwasher's cleaned out and that, you know, where do you empty the mop water? You know, you don't empty it into the sink, you empty it down the toilet. All of that stuff that is like what I would assume is common knowledge in a commercial kitchen. If you hire somebody that doesn't have that experience and you're having to teach them that, it's like beating your head against a wall. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I think experience over qualifications is my gut. So I think both of our strengths that we have have come from experience and prior knowledge rather than any qualifications. So you've talked a bit about your payroll and experience from that. My strengths, I think a lot of them have come from the kitchen. You learn a lot of hard work would have to be one thing. And that's something that I've always had. I've worked very hard since I was 15 years old. I'm not scared of hard work. And Agreed, that has me been, too. Yeah, absolutely, you too. It's crucial. It's been crucial every step of the way to developing my business because back before I had any staff, someone's got to put the hard yards in. And exactly. if you're not prepared to do that, you're not going to be successful. And you know what I think? That some people who go to business school, they don't know how to work hard. No. You can't no, learn that absolutely. at school. No. I always say, and I actually said it to Charlotte, I was like, you are book smart, but you are not street smart. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that that is so relevant in young people today. Like they're intelligent, but they don't have the life skills to function (laughs) (laughs) in a real workplace until you build that experience. You can't just say, I read this and I learned this. Well, no, you need to experience it and know what it's actually like to do that. And they're doing it, yeah. Yeah. So I reckon a couple of other strengths that I have or some things that I have learned along the way, which have also been quite crucial. When you're working with food, um, hygiene's really important. Yes. You also pay particular attention to detail on what you're presenting to your customer. You know, it's crucial what what people are seeing visually. And I'm not someone with a lot of finesse at all. I'm not a careful person. Come on. (laughs) I'm like a rip shit and bust person. But if I look at a bag of man rub and the sticker's slightly off kilter or there's a fingerprint or something, I'll see it. And I'll know that that's what the customer will see when they get it also. I'm not saying that 100% of our products are perfect, but... My butter label was crooked. Well, I didn't put them on, did I? (laughs) It's... Something that, you know, in general, I can look at them all and it is important to me yes. that we do our best. I do think that that comes product that we think that that comes from a, having a vested interest in the business. Like if you were doing it for somebody else, would you give as many fucks? Oh, that's actually impossible to answer because you're not doing it for somebody else. You're doing it but for But I you. have done it for someone else. You know, I used to yeah. make frozen meals at Rocket Kitchen and stick labels on them. And I've yeah. always got in trouble because my labels are always crooked. Yeah. Did I give a fuck? Uh, my boss was a effing C and <laughs> not really. <laughs> the old F and yeah. C combo he was yeah. all round. See, it's funny that you say about like labeling and everything because over the years, you know, I've enlisted friends to help and I've enlisted Charlotte to help and nobody does it like I do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte's probably the next best thing. I think also being quick. Yeah. I've always been a quick worker because when you work under time pressure in a kitchen, no one's going to sit out there for an hour and wait for a meal. You've got to have it up in 10 minutes. That's, and you have to make it happen sometimes. And, and I think that that, that comes from running your own business because you're the admin bitch, you're the packaging bitch, you're the distribution bitch, like you're everything. Your time has got to be used wisely. So it's hustle and move fucking fast. Otherwise, yeah. before it you know it. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And you've got nobody else to blame except for yourself. So I find that frustrating um, that, people don't work as fast as I do or as efficiently as I do but at the same time I stop and remind myself that they haven't had the same experience in my business that I've had so yeah it just doesn't work like that yeah and you can only hurry them so much before it starts to be too many mistakes it's good yeah. to be a balance yes, between exactly. quick and efficient, efficient. and correct yes. <laughs> I guess yeah. Yeah. so those would be some little strengths that I've picked up along the way have you got any other little things like that? Yeah, no, I just think my experience for, what's the word when you're hardcore? Not a thick skin because I don't have a thick skin. I don't know. I just, any kind of failures or things like that, I do tend to bounce back quite quickly from. And I think that that's come from just surviving, surviving right from, like you said, right from the age of like 15, 16, surviving, you know, moving out of home at such a young age, working full time, managing my money, also joining the Navy. You've got to be quick and precise, like your showers are three fucking minutes. You've got somewhere to be. And if you're late, the rest of your squad has to do fucking push-ups in the rank. You're answerable for everything. Um, so I think that that has been, I don't know, hugely pivotal in how I survive this fucking business life because there is so many failures and so many letdowns that you have to bounce back from. You can't just pick up and be like, that's it, I'm fucking done. <laughs> as much as I want to on the daily and just fucking like toss it in and just be like, I'm fucking done, I can't do this anymore. It's actually like killing my soul. You just can't. And especially now that we've got staff, you can't because you've got a responsibility to other people now. So yeah, what else are we? I was going to move on to weaknesses. Yeah. And things that we think could have benefited from further schooling. Yeah. Or qualifications, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think it feels like there's actually so many. <laughs> I think that I could have benefited from some sort of just small business. I don't know how to word it. Kind of general, isn't it? There's so yeah, many aspects yeah. in a business. For me, to pinpoint a couple of things, numbers and accounting. Yeah. I knew nothing about any sort of accounting and... I had my mum helping me, which was really awesome. But her experience with accounting was 20, 30 years ago. And today it's actually so simple. So I should have maybe gone and got some help for a couple of days on, on just using zero, And that would have saved me probably, you know, yeah. that first year of doing things the most difficult way possible. Yeah. Frustrations, telling myself it's too hard. I was too dumb to look at my numbers. I've had a few lessons now with the zero and I understand it completely and I feel really confident. Looking it is at my so numbers. easy. Eh? It's so easy. Oh yeah. man. Biggest piece of advice for anyone starting yeah. a business, get zero and just use yeah. it from day dot. Yeah, definitely. And my accountant just gave me a couple of lessons and that was huge. It was awesome. Yeah. So that would be one of my weaknesses. My other is probably staff management because 
I tend to be want to be their friend, and I know we've yep. discussed this before. And then I, I find think it's it hard. hard to switch shoes and be like hat, hat, shoes, hats. What? You know what I mean? Whatever. Fuck! I honestly like the best thing in life is just conversing with Cherie because she is. <laughs> that should just be her weekly fails is something that she's said wrong. <laughs> Okay. I should start writing them down. I can make a book of Uh, surisms. Have I told you that when I was in the Navy and I was working ashore in the office that I was working in, they had a book of dumb things Bet says. (laughs) And they used to write it down. (laughs) Oh, Oh, look, we're like just two peas in a pod, you and I. We are. We are. Like I said, barely functioning. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with that, the staff management. I think it's really hard when you've started a business alone and then you start adding staff. It's hard. It's really hard managing staff. And I don't know if, I think it does get easier, but there's still that element of wanting to keep everyone happy, but also being like, hey, you're fucking up. Uh, You need to be better at work. Otherwise, you know, we're going to have to start managing you better sort of thing like that. When you have to have those hard conversations. I was just going to say that, those hard conversations. And I'm such a pussy and I hate it. And that's throughout my entire life at home, at work, everywhere. I don't like having hard conversations. So I'll avoid it. Yeah. So you know what I found makes those hard conversations a lot easier or how it makes it easier for me to approach them is by reminding myself that I started this business, this business is my baby. And if somebody is not doing it something the way that I want it to be done or the way that I think is more efficient or the way that I've just told them to do time and time again, it's easy now for me to say or for me to tell myself, hey, you know what? grow some fucking balls, go in there and be like, look, you're not doing it how I want it to be done. This business is my baby. And if you're not doing it right, it's like badly affecting my business. And that's not okay. So just having that chat with myself every time I'm not comfortable with something that's happening, or I just need to tighten the procedures and everything. It gradually over time, you know, staff relax and they also when they relax, their own habits creep in and it's just about keeping an eye on that. And this is why I would never have a franchise, like multiple stores, because I can't physically be there to keep an eye on how I want things to be done. And that's when you start losing control. So that's why I will never, I will never have multiple stores because of that exact reason. I need to be keeping an eye on when staff relax and become too much of themselves. (laughs) (laughs) I always say it to my girls though. I always joke, I'm like, be creative, be yourself, but be Magnolia Kitchen. Yeah. Like you have to be Magnolia Kitchen. Otherwise, there's no point in me having staff that have too much of a, not a voice because I like having discussions and I like, you know, I like my staff having input on what Magnolia Kitchen, you know, shows and does and everything like that. But can't throw on a completely different style. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's got to be on brand. Yeah. I can't move away from that. So yeah, and that's, so, that's okay that's, too. You know, you've worked hard to build that brand, and I think people yeah. need to be told it's okay sometimes to tell their stuff that to do what rain they want to do. You know, rein it in, and this is the style that we've created, and that's what we want to do. So it's not up to you to go and change it, even though they want to have some creativity yeah. and freedom. 
yeah. at the end of the day, it is our brand, what we've created. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think, so if this was to be like advice for anyone that does have a small business that may be of similar you know, creativity based or anything like that with products like yours or, you know, creativity like mine. I think the advice would be just to have those conversations with yourself and remind yourself of why you're there every day, you know, showing up for your brand and it's going to make you more comfortable and make it a lot easier for you to have those hard conversations with your staff with that conversation in the back of your head. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I need to work on. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. You just come in and I'll be like, oh, Sheree, why? Why are you here? Why, why are you here? doing this? <laughs> and I'll be like, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to hear my fun facts? I do. New Zealand business? Because some of yes. them are actually, like, they're pretty interesting. Some of them surprised me. So firstly, New Zealand is rated the easiest place in the world to start a business. Isn't that really? cool? Yes, it is. It is it? cool. We're so progressive. We are, and we're so willing to buy from other small businesses. We're so open to online shopping. Well, that's just me. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> Hello, that's me too. But I am. <laughs> yeah. And we have this passion for supporting people we know and our friends and things that we like and also local businesses. So yeah, small. go that. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's really cool to hear because, and actually it's really cool for me to hear because I have got it into my head that we, as a country, we like to say that we are supportive of small businesses and support local. And I think that we like to be that classed as that. And then actually, when it comes down to it... (laughs) Yeah, I know, what you, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. We're going into yeah. a whole other podcast of it. Yeah, say yeah. It. You yeah. Can give a little yeah. teaser. Yeah, well, I want to do an entire podcast on tall poppy syndrome and how much that affects us as small businesses in New Zealand because I think we definitely, and I know that I get attacked, actually attacked, every time I try to monetize some part of my business. Yeah. I get called out for it. And Greedy it's cow. Greedy cow. <laughs> it's fucked. It's so fucked. Like, stop fucking celebrating my success and then at the next blink of an eye, pulling me down for fucking trying to earn money. Yeah. What the fuck? Pe- anyway, so pe- that pe- is. Yeah, okay. Another podcast. Another podcast. Yeah, yeah. Another podcast. So keep a listen out for that podcast because I'm quite passionate about the hypocrisy that I feel goes on in New Zealand when we're all like wearing this badge like yes we're such a supportive country and support local and everything like that support the small businesses and then you know as soon as you see somebody succeeding you're right there to fucking try and pull them back to your level so yeah anyway moving on okay you're gonna listen to my facts now (laughs) yeah yeah sorry (laughs) fucking tangent (laughs) it only takes half a day for someone to start a small business in New Zealand wow so I'm guessing that's all the super basic things. Whip up a logo on your bloody logo maker. Yeah. Not a Facebook a page. Just start company, an Instagram page. Facebook, Instagram, and set up your point of sales on your website. Theme from Shopify. Wow. Done. Half a day. Yeah. And Lorna and myself have actually done that twice, yeah. really, with different businesses. <laughs> so, Yeah. That is, that's actually, I think that that's such an important fun fact for people out there who are sitting on an idea. Yeah, that idea that you, that idea that you're sitting on, just fucking do it. It's only going to take you half the day. <laughs> You've only wasted like a couple of hours. Shit, mate. It's only a few episodes of Bloody Riverdale, man. Start a business. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, 50% of small businesses are still alive after 10 years. Isn't that so nice to hear? I think... I've still got another seven years. Wicked! (laughs) I know. I thought that was a huge percent still surviving after 10 years. That's amazing. I thought that it would have been like more like 80% are gone and shut down. That is actually incredible. Yeah. I think I needed to hear that. Yeah. Thanks. I I think that's really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. And this is my last one. Small businesses in New Zealand have an 86% chance of being approved for debt finance or a 76% chance of having equity finance approved from banks. So that's a huge... Uh, I'd like to call bullshit on that. Well, (laughs) it was from the Forbes website, so... Forbes, come to New Zealand and interview bets about (laughs) how... A certain bank made her jump through a hundred different fucking hoops when she tried to open her cafe. I Fuck don't you. think it's not it's not saying there's not gonna be <laughs> okay, hoops. Okay. But you've got a good chance. Got if a you go chance. to them with yeah. a good plan and you go through the hoops, yeah. then you're probably gonna be able to find a way to get financed. Yeah. So I was interested in that because of what you said last week about yeah. finding it real hard to get the finance. So Yeah. Maybe that was just my personal experience maybe they just didn't like me i don't know um, i would have to ask everyone else what they think yeah listeners chime in maybe we should start a conversation over on our instagram page when this podcast airs and let's start a conversation on what other small businesses experiences with yeah big corporate banks and stuff when they're going for finance yeah 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 i'm sure it'll make lots of people uncomfortable discussing that those are just some positive facts all right Uh, I think we've talked quite a lot about business already, so we are going to finish off there. Uh, That is the end of part one of episode eight. So tune in again to continue listening to us talk about business and stuff, uh, which will be part two of episode eight. So catch you there.